Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678, and that's 626-427-7678. You can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing grand. All right. A little bit later this week for uh, recording, eh, life gets to you and all that stuff. So let's... but but. Let's look back at the week that was, week six in the NFL. Started off on Thursday night with a shellacking of the Giants. The Eagles put on 34-13. to um, Manning had no time, even when he was in shotgun formation. That offensive line crumbled like a, like a cookie. And, this uh, is his last year. It might be, and especially, I mean, look, here's what happens. Uh, you know, they were lucky enough to get such a high draft pick last year. They got it on, quite frankly, a game-changing back. I mean, Barkley is the real deal. And to the point where now he is, what from all accounts, the like the leader in the clubhouse, or at least the one that everybody, and I mean everybody, looks to and respects. And that's coming from uh, uh, a rookie. But, I mean, if they keep this up, which I think they are, they're going to have another high pick and they can pick a, uh, a quarterback. <laughs> quarterback they want. Yeah, so now we'll fall to them twice. So, you know, Beckham making all these comments to the point where John Mara, the um, the part owner of the Giants, longtime part owner, and, I mean, he's saying, like, shut your mouth and play the game. And this is a guy who's paying the checks to him, too, so. Very, uh, it, it, it's, uh, yeah. How the mighty have fallen. I was about to say how the mighty have fallen, but this is, again, I brought this up on the show before. This is an example of when we look at, you know, um, hallmark teams and franchises and say, this is sad. Whereas when we look at other franchises, we're like, yeah, that's that's about par for the course. So after Tom Coughlin left, they uh, progressively got worse. I think so. Um, I, I think that I think that, that is absolutely true. Well, they took a flyer on a... Uh, he was a bad coach. I mean, McAdoo was a bad coach who lucked into a good team. You know, so if Coughlin had stayed yeah. on that extra year, do we think, like, let's look back at, what was that, 2016, 2015, when the Giants went, what was it, 11-5, and and they lost to Green Bay in the opening round? Right, right. If we were to look back at that, would we say that if Coughlin was coaching that team for one more year, he could have gotten 11-5? and uh, I, I mean, revisionists, right. you know, looking right. back on it, I think probably... I mean, True. McAdoo didn't have that much. Like he wasn't was yeah. he was he that much of a different voice? But no. So yeah. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving over to uh, Steelers beating up on the beat the Bengals twenty eight to twenty one. Uh, late that game. That sounds like old news. Yeah, it does. Late game heroics by uh, Ben to Brown, twenty eight to twenty one. <laughs> That'll bill, yeah. I mean, I still, I you know, I'm gonna. I know they're over 500 right now, but I I don't think that's going to continue. Are the Steelers? I mean, Baltimore, uh, Cincinnati still leads the division at four and two, but this was a game that they really could have and should have won. 
you know, depending how you look at some of the officiating that had gone on in the game. Um, well, officiating this year, that's a whole other story. That is for sure. They're starting to determine games. Yeah, they really, really are. Um, yeah, around the league, uh, Falcons actually win a game, 34-29 to over the Buccaneers. But, but they lose Freeman. They do lose Freeman, yeah. He's out with a, well, I think it was a groin? Uh, it was a le- it was lower body injury, I know that much. They weren't that good with him. Uh, right, well, now it's up to Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith. I mean, that's what mm. they've been doing so far, but neither of them play defense, so what does it really matter? Um, uh, the Brown, you know, talking about the Giants, how the mighty have fallen, but we still look at the Browns here and go, yeah, this is this is about right. Thirty-eight to fourteen charges over the Browns in a game that a lot of people thought the Browns, especially their defense, would come out strong, but sadly, no. Um, but but the Chargers coming alive. They are. They're sitting at four and two. One, believe it, or, four and two. One game behind the Chiefs, and we'll jump. Crazy, right? Yeah, we'll get to that game in a minute. Um, yeah, other games of note. If you go over, there was a London game this week, which barely got any notice. Twenty-seven to three, Seahawks over the Raiders, and I think that's why it barely got noticed. It was Seahawks versus Raiders. You know, it would have had. How bad is it for Gruden? It's getting bad. I mean, they're in f- they are obviously in full rebuild mode, and you know, I'll say it and again. Still, and they owe them like ninety something million. Yeah. But I, again, they are. This was a uh, a goodbye to Oakland. Hey, remember the good times we had? And then they're going to sneak out the back door, go to Vegas. <laughs> but and also Vegas is you know Gruden. There's something if when they go to Vegas, I think they'll they will obviously keep Gruden a for the money that they're spending and b. I think because to at least be like, hey, look, you know this guy, right? Like there's there's a marquee name to Gruden. No matter what right. you say, so right. at least you know right. you want to go see this team. Hey, you know this coach, right? And there'll be anticipation, right? And it didn't, and it didn't hurt that the hockey team did well in Las Vegas. No, the Golden Knights for um, yeah, uh, an inaugural season making it all its way all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Very strong. It was shocking. It was. It was. Um, it, talk about shocking! Brock Osweiler yet again resurrected, thirty-one to twenty-eight in overtime. Yet another overtime game over the Bears. That was amazing. That was amazing. And with Tannehill out again, we'll get to that later. But with Tannehill out again, it can be Brock Weiss, Brock Osweiler part two, either the Redux or a new chapter. We'll have to see about that. But yeah, thirty-one twenty-eight Dolphins over the Man, Bears. Yeah, crazy. Um. 20, 21 points out of a kicker. 21 points, that's what the Jets got. 42-34 uh, Jets over the Colts. I mean, if he misses two of those field goals, this game this game is pretty much tied. And um, and that was with four or five turnovers for the Colts? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they try to give it away. I mean, Darnold was mic'd up. You know, he's saying thing on sideline, let's go for the jugular, let's go for the kill. He goes up to luck at the end of the game, like, way, not, way to stay healthy. Like, the, <laughs> this guy has a lot of confidence, and he actually, and because he got a big oh, game. And, but, I mean, 20, Jason Myers, 21 points. 24, if you count all the extra points, that's, that's more than half the points the Jets put up. Unbelievable. So, so he did well in fantasy. Uh, twenty, yeah, like twenty-seven points in fantasy, pretty much, which is that, that's a move out of a kicker. Um, 
a bit of a surprise. Uh, Twenty-three to seventeen, Redskins over the Panthers in Washington. Um, Newton didn't have it. Uh, McCaffrey was held down in check, but um, yeah, that was kind of surprising. Well, the Panthers aren't what they used to be. No, but I thought that they were going to pick up steam. They still might. I mean, it's only October, and uh, they're pretty close in the division. If I can double check that real quick. Yeah, I mean they're they're one game behind the the uh, the idle Saints were this week, so you know three and two in the wet in the South. I mean there's still a lot of games to play. The Saints are idle. Yeah, well though no, the Saints were idle. They had a game. They did. Oh, oh, oh yeah, bye. Yeah. They had a bye week. Okay, not, yeah, not this week. Speaking of idle, standing idly by uh, Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars getting smashed forty to seven by the Cowboys in Dallas. I mean that game was twenty four nothing like early third quarter or something. It was bad. So what's what's the Jags? They're I, slipping. I, they're slipping. I think they peaked early. I think they were riding off of that New England game for a little while. I think they, they missed that running back. Uh, well, yeah, Fournette, who's been out, and T.J. Yeldon, well, good, he's not Fournette, and now this week that they're both injured, nobody even, it might even be Jamal Charles, I mean, this is a guy they picked off of the, literally, quite almost, literally, the scrap heap. Uh, At one time, he he was the man. I know, well, how many times, I mean, how many guys can we say, like, over the years, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing, he, you know, like any good shooting star, two years, and then you're done, because you get run into the ground. Hey, let's sure. talk, yeah, you want to talk about Sean Alexander? We can bring him up. You know, talk about former um, former chief running backs. I mean, you can go Priest Holmes. Remember when he was great? Jamal Charles was, was everything, amazing. Yeah. Everything. All that, Christian Okoya, all that stuff. Until you get... The Nigerian nightmare. Until you get run into the ground. Speaking of running, uh, <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams, 23, Broncos, 20 in Denver. Game I thought was going to be closer than it really was that was closer than I thought it was going to be, but the Rams pretty much allowed, they figured, you know what, um, Von Miller and Nick Chubb on the pass rush, let's just run the ball. And that's what they did. Uh, I read some things about how both both L.A. franchises, the Chargers and the Rams this past week, decided to use the jet sweep, just toss it over. I mean, Gordon and Gurley both had absolutely fantastic games. I mean, uh, was it Gurley had like, 200 plus yards all purpose i mean it was unbelievable they just threw it you know tossed it and go run wild yeah they're gifted on offense aren't they they really are they really are um but you know they held on to the i'm also what's happening i think this year is there's like 16 you know different the greatest show on turf i did yeah there's 16 locations now i mean scoring scoring has to be up this year I would have to say so, and if you really do count in, it would be interesting, though, if somebody does a breakdown of, with all the, you know, I know it's been noteworthy, but is it very effective? Is these ultra-conservative roughing the passer calls, how many points off of those? Like, that'll be interesting to see, too. Uh, Well, yeah, and then, you know, illegal contact is... It's just endless with the flags. Yeah. No, I think you're right. 21 to nothing, the Ravens over the Titans in the AFC South. Uh, now the Titans, Jaguars. Are the Ravens are, are emerging? I think they're emerging. Both Or, or it's same old, same old. Well, I think they're emerging. I th- they, they do play hard under Harbaugh. Um, 
I think Tennessee Tennessee works better on their defense than I think their offense. But right now, Baltimore's tied for the AFC North lead with the Bengals at four and two. Tennessee in a three-way tie at the top of the AFC South, three and three with Houston and Jacksonville. And what was the game of the night? You know, another game of the year up there with the Rams Vikings game a couple weeks ago. Uh, New England, 43, and the Chiefs, 40, in a game that I thought was over pretty much at halftime. I mean, Mahomes had two red zone, inter- felt like two red zone interceptions, and those were points just left on the field. And then he comes back in the second half, three touchdowns, no interceptions, I think, at one point. He might have even. But no, that early in the game, he was wild high, and he missed some, you know, a couple of big strikes. He really did. And to the point where going into the last possession, it was tied 40-40, and then the Patriots and Brady just went down the field, run the clock down, kicked the field goal, and they went home. Or they stayed home, at least. But that's what the league wants, games like that. They do. They do. And I will give credit to Mahomes that he was able. He didn't get flustered after halftime. He came out real strong. And Reed, too. I mean, uh, I can't blame Andy for for Mahomes early in the game. But I will give credit where credit's due, and I think Andy had a good game in that, and it was just unfortunate. Now, the plus side is, you know, not often do teams meet in the regular season then meet in the playoffs where it's a sweep. You know, both the same team wins twice. I mean, Andy now, you know, and don't forget, I think Andy's got, right now uh, the Chiefs have a one-game lead over over the Patriots. If they can keep this up, they won't have to worry about going back into New England, but... Still got a lot of games to be played, but what what have we learned about defending Mahomes? I mean, we we watched what Belichick did, and it looked like pressure. Yeah, or faking the pressure. I mean, making him make quicker decisions. True, but I mean, and I'll go back to the adjustments at halftime. They was able to they were able to get a lot of separation. They said, "All right, you're going to bring this, and we're going to just send Tyreek Hill." Down the field, I mean Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, he was strong too. It's fun to watch, right? Kelsey, I saw, I, I saw a lot of Kelsey. I mean, he got his number called a lot too. So, yeah, no, it was it was good that way. So moving on to week seven, which is currently has already started with the Broncos uh, halfway. Did you mention the Packers? Oh, the Packers. Yeah, the Packers just beat out. Uh, the 49ers, 33-30. to 30. I mean, they and, helped. And, and it was a, a ref call late in the game that gave them that all that yardage. It's true. So there's an example of something we talked about. But, I mean, the, the Niners held Rodgers in check really, really well throughout the game. But, you know, second half, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. You, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. But the him. Niners are surprising without... Without Garoppolo, yeah, they are surprising, but I think they would have been obviously more. They would have been stronger with him, but I mean, they're playing hard for Bethard, and I also think obviously the Packers are not as strong as they were, um, especially yeah. recently, especially on defense too. Um, but I think, uh, I mean, yeah, right now, I'm, you know, they're a game behind the Bears. But right. that's a very that's a hotly contested. This might be the the NFC North might be the best division in all of football. I mean, everybody's within one loss of each other. You know, Detroit's in the basement at two and three, but I mean, you can make that up, and they're playing hard under Patricia. Yeah, no, I think well, so. the two wins they had were wasn't it uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? That is true. 
That is absolutely true. So there's something to be said about that. Well, there you go. Wow. And the bears, the bears are improved. The bears are absolutely improved. Well, we'll getting... find out something this week. Cause yeah. They're playing the way. So let's get a let's get. What are your best bets for this week? Well, I got to back off because it, this is difficult. This is very humbling picking these uh, losers. I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do like I do like the Eagles over the Panthers. Uh, Philly given four and a half at home to the Panthers. Yeah, that's the limit right there. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm liking that. I'm actually liking the 49ers. With, what are they getting? Somewhere between 9.5 and, and 11. I have 10. With, with the 10? Yeah. So that's, uh, Rams that's a divisional give, game. Yeah, Rams. I'm liking gi- them. And they're home. Right. Rams giving 10. Now, don't forget, um, the Rams and the 49ers historically have a very heated rivalry. Now, don't forget, this is San, this is L.A., San Francisco. This is, you know, Giants-Dodgers. This is all that stuff. This is... Right. You know, uh, coastal California, real big stuff, and the Niners and the Rams, I think, are almost even in terms of their um, their rivalry, in terms of their record. I think like they both have there's something like fifty two and fifty two or something crazy like that. So you can throw that out the window, right? So so forty uh, ers getting within ten. Uh, all right, if you think so, I mean, this well, uh, you know, home dogs this year. That is true. That is true. Right. Follow the trend. All right, so Niners getting 10. You like the Eagles giving 4.5. Any others? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'm going to stop it a little bit about that. Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, yeah, but I'm seeing some big lines. Indy giving 9 to the Bills at home. Indy shouldn't be giving anybody anything. No, absolutely not. The Chargers giving 7 to the Titans at in Los Angeles. And speaking of the Chargers, I mean, they, you know, the owners meeting uh, just pretty much has been, you know, it's in the works. And they're talking about, like, basically they realize after the death of Dean Spanos, like, this was a bad idea moving to L.A. But apparently now they're saying, well, it doesn't matter because they've got a 20-year lease. Um, (laughs) So they're not going anywhere. Uh, Well, football in California, is it popular or do people have too much to do? I think, well, I think there is too much to do. I think um, specifically in L.A., that's a baseball town. Right. You know, I, I mean, it's a baseball. Football has been a failed experiment. Uh, p- professional football. Don't forget, they've got oh, one. college for sure. Well, they've Big got time. UCLA. They've got USC. And if you want to count Cal. Um, sure. But, I mean, Stanford, you'll have to count them, too. I know that's, you know, that's up of by course. San Francisco, but still. But I, you know, I mean, it's not. It's a transient city. It's a transient yeah. city, and it's a trendy city. So if you don't have a, a good team ready to go, they're not going to come. They're they not pass gonna, you by. Yeah, of course. I mean, think about when when they um, have options. Yes, of course they have options, and L.A. loves a winner. Like L.A. Lo- is a yeah. town full of winners. That's why it's a big deal. LeBron is there. That's why we know about Kobe. That's why. Yeah, I mean, UCLA when basketball when Pete Carroll was there at USC. I mean, that place was. I mean, celebrities would show up. They actually had to change the rule. You know, no more celebrities on the sidelines because then that's <laughs> that's a whole booster issue. Right. But I mean, that place when you know when it was Leinart and Bush and Carson Palmer and all of those, that place was the place to be. Just like the Forum was. 
back in the day right. the Staples Center right. is now. But, you know, now that everything's sort of quiet, they're not going to go. And right now you're not beating the Dodgers in terms of popularity in L.A. And speaking of the Dodgers, they are one game away from returning to the NL or to the World Series. They go back to Milwaukee up three games to two. And, you know, Milwaukee won the first game, but they haven't been able to really break through these past. They actually, yeah, yeah in game five, a really interesting ploy, which I kind of like, you know, because now with all these, um, the inex- I don't want to say, in- well, I guess I'll say inexperienced managers, you know, these former players who just come in because now the front office basically runs the lineup card. All you have to do is just fill it out and make sure the players are nice to each other. <laughs> you know, but everything is so 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 statistical. So they put Wade Miley do the um do the Brewers out there uh, to start the game as a lefty. So the Dodgers have obviously have their right-handed lineup set. And after one batter, five pitches after a walk, uh, Council comes out and he brings in Bob uh, Brandon Woodruff, who was the hero of Game One, the guy who hit the homer off of the off of uh, the great Clayton Kershaw. And pitched mm-hmm. and pitched a pitched a nice game in game one and got the win, so he came in and he it worked for the first couple innings, but he but Council left him out there too too long. By the fifth inning, things started to go south and the Dodgers came away with a five <laughs> two win. So they're on the brink of going back. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But it's still amazing that they got that far. I didn't really think they were going to do too much Milwaukee. You, no, I I mean at the beginning of the season. No, no, not at the beginning of the season. Um, that's what I mean. So, you know, looking at it now, you're like, why? Well, you know, that's a lot. But, hey, it's all about winning. But, Unless you win it all, people stop talking about you. Right. But what's been really impressive for the Brewers in the series is that their starting pitching has been the strength. And they've been doing really well with that. You know, you were talk. you know, you had mentioned to me, because the Brewers won game one and game three. But the Dodgers were able to win Game Five, and you you like to talk about how you win Games One, Three, and Five. You're likely going to win the series, sure. Because then all you have to do is just win one more. And of course, the Dodgers also were able. I mean, a lot of really good. You know, the Dodgers haven't been able to put up a lot in of runs. At one point, they were they had struck out like sixteen times in a game, and. Just really not good stats, but um, after a, a, an extra inning win in Game Four in thirteen innings, it seems like they were able to right the ship. So it's pretty impressive. Moving over to and, and it looks like Boston. Uh, kind of looks like Boston right now. Um, I mean, they're up three games to one as we're talking right now. Game uh, Game Five, uh, Boston's potential clinching game. They're up one to nothing on a J.D. Martinez home run here in the bottom of the fourth as this is going on. Um, but, I mean, the Red Sox, were, you know, after the losing game one with Justin Verlander on the hill for the Astros, Red Sox have been able to reel off three more victories, two in Houston, and by scoring eight in both of those games. Ooh. And actually, Houston almost could have won game four based on uh, what it should have been a home run, but due to fan interference out in the outfield on a ball in play that uh, it only went for, you know, ground rule double instead of a home run that would have given them the game pretty much. It's hard to repeat. Yeah, it is. It is hard to repeat, but um, uh, 
you know, I but here's I, and I said I really want to see Red Sox Dodgers. Um, I I just think visually it's impressive. Historically, it's impressive. You got yeah. you've got big names. You've got big names and young names on both sides. And you got big markets. Big markets. What was in, what's interesting is now if the Yankees had beat the Red Sox, and this was Yankees Astros, every night, every night. The eight o'clock game, the 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 last of the two games, would have been the Yankees every single night. But because now you're dealing with L.A. and Boston, you know New York. It, it, New York trumps L.A. I don't care what you say. They were not going to put, and also because the Yankees are a coast to coast team, uh, they've been actually switching who gets the early game and who gets the late game. Which I think is interesting. You know, L.A. doesn't always get, like, um, game four, I'm sorry, game five for the Dodgers. They had the early game. It was still sunlight. Like, the, <laughs> sha- the shadows had, hadn't even crept up the home plate yet when they started that game. Right. Well, so, it's crazy, just sports in general on the West Coast. Yeah. I mean, how, do you, how do you have Monday night, you know, how do you have football in the evening for 5.30 in the afternoon? But at the same time, there's some. There's, those, that's one of the things I'm jealous about on the West Coast, because here we are staying up till you know eleven midnight to be like, oh god, I want to finish this game. But on the West Coast, they're like, oh, it's only nine o'clock. All right, we still got it, the rest. It's of hard time. to stay up to watch the end of these games, right? But because you know everything is has an East Coast uh, swing to it, and because that's where the majority of the population is, they want to they want to give it, and you know eyes on you know, eyes in New York and eyes in. Um, you know, uh, all up and down the East Coast, it, it's yeah. It, I can understand why, and I believe may understand why it's hard. But at least you know, on Sunday night they had put the um, the late game on at seven thirty before the uh, Patriots Chiefs game, which I was very happy to see. Baseball trying to get that. All right, watch for a little while, especially because that was a Boston game. So they're yeah. like, why? Let's not compete right away. Let's give them, you know, Boston fans can watch for a little while, and then they can flip back. That's what I was doing. I was like, especially when the Patriots went up big and the two interceptions by my home I was like, I can't watch this. You were done watching. I was, I was done watching it. I'll flip in between, between you know, the commercial breaks, and then sure. still, you know, I'm still like, oh, okay. So they gave you an option. They gave me an option, but it's so it's still impressive. So we'll have to have the final come through, but right now it looks like Red Sox-Dodgers, barring some really, really great comebacks by both the Astros and Brewers. It's kind of sad to see the Brewers go, uh, if they do in fact go, because I do want to see Yelich and Kane and the Brewers, you know. Uh, yeah, but at least they're introduced to the nation. Yeah, and without the Yankees or without the, the Mets around, you know, there's... Something for East Coast eyes to 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 see, you know. Obviously, there's the anti-Boston slant by especially Yankee fans. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, moving over to college real quick. Um, some some pretty big. Um, <laughs> Georgia just could not do it. They just couldn't do it. They uh, they lost big game to I believe it was LSU. LSU jumps up to number five. Meanwhile, Georgia. Falls. They're the dark horse. Who? LSU. LSU. Yeah. Uh, I think so. They're six and one. Um, they've so now with Georgia falling down to number eight, that moves Notre Dame up to four. They escaped with a game against Pitt, which is really surprising. Um, 
But it's funny, they gave Michigan their only loss. Michigan's at number six, six and one. Notre Dame is really riding high on that Michigan win early in the season. Yes, they are. So right now, if it, if the season were to end this, today, Alabama would fa- face Notre Dame, and I think you know one of the New Year's Eve bowls or New Year's Day bowls. Oh, that'll that'll get a lot of eyeballs. No, oh, of course that will. Notre Dame, Alabama. Now Alabama looks like is going to be without uh, their Heisman candidate uh, quarterback Tua. I apologize. What happened to him? Oh, his uh, I believe it was his knee. Going to pull it up real quick. Ooh. Yeah. But um, that's that's scary stuff. Um, he's he's uh, yeah he's he's it's uh, let me let me see if I can pull up his stuff right now. But yeah, there was a little that's bad news. No, well, yeah, it it is it is. But they're so deep. I mean, this is a guy who they they pretty much They'll find a way. Well, they always find a way. Of course they do. I mean, this is what they do, and. Uh, so, yeah, so Alabama's still riding strong, followed by Ohio State and Clemson. Penn State, poor Penn State, lost again. So now they fall all the way down to 18. I believe they lost a, another close game at home, I think, to Iowa. Yeah, so it was not... Who knows what ball they'll be in. Well, you know, they'll just be happy to be somewhere. Let me see if I can pull up the exact things going on with uh, Tua. Tua? Yeah, but Jalen Hurts. I mean, don't forget he was the he was the incumbent last, like he was the starter yeah. last year, and then Tua had that big game in the final, uh, in the uh, game against uh, Georgia in the championship game, and that pretty much jumped him up uh, to where he is now. I can't find exactly what the specifics of his injury are, but I know he's. It, it's not good. It's not good right now. So. And then the NBA started, um, you know, and NHL started, but I it's too early to really get into those, I feel. Um, oh, absolutely. You, you have to at least let the World Series get be over first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's for sure. Um, moving over to fantasy real quick. Did not have a good week. Um, lost all my games. All of them? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And how, did, how did Lee do? Uh, Lee's been doing well. Um, she's um, she's actually winning. She, I think she's in fourth place in one of our leagues, and in the Everyman League, uh, she's doing pretty good too. Um, Lee, of course, is my wife. Um, yeah, Everyman League. I think I'm in seventh, which right now qualifies for the playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm in sixth place, um, but still not too bad. Um, it kind of hurt that James Connors on the on the bench this week. Oh, and Le'Veon Bell is allegedly coming back uh, after the bye week. I still don't buy it. Will he be put, will he be a hundred percent or is he, 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 is he more interested in his contract? I think, I mean, do you think he's going to put it on the line? I mean, I, he gets hurt and that's it. Yeah, that, that is it. Ah, It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm sixth in the Everyman's League, and Lee is seventh right now. Um, Lee's sister is number one at five and one. Wow. Yeah. And what's making the difference for her? Who does she have? Um, in the Everyman League, because Everyman League, we have one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back, one tight end, and one um, uh, wide right. receiver tight end. Aaron Rodgers. 
has been a big a big deal about that when she and uh, Joe Mixon was down. Giovanni Bernard had been playing very strong for her. Tyree Kill. I think was the big is, has been the big yeah, one for yeah, her, yeah. right as well. Um, and I've also uh, forget if I had mentioned it, but I had started a Yahoo Yahoo Fantasy has been doing college fantasy football this year, and uh, I jumped on that because I'm always looking. I, I've been looking for a college. Well, there's a lot of players to pick. Well, it's only the Power Five conferences. The Power Five oh, conferences okay. are the only ones, and uh, so for me right now, right now I'm in fourth place with a record of four and three, which is pretty good. Um, it's been Penn State, Trace McSorley and Mike Sanders at a P, at a Penn State, and also the other one, the big the big one, Benny Snell, the running back out of Kentucky. I'll tell you what, doing college fantasy football gives me a bit more of an insight into who the big ones to be picked at. A, uh, in the draft for, and who are the ones coming down the pike? And I tell you what, Mike Sanders. I know he's a Penn State running back, so you know they have a history of uh, kind of flopping in the NFL. They have. They have been di- uh, uh, disappointing. Yeah, some of them sure have. But Benny Snell, Benny Snell, really, he kind of looks like the real thing. He's, um, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, but I think I think that is the fun part of college football, seeing what's going to develop for the pros. Yeah, yeah, down in the minor leagues of uh, pro football. So, All right, Dad, well, thanks very much for joining me this week. Oh, it's been fun. All right, so we'll have to continue on that, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.